What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. As always, I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this channel, this network. It has been fun. We are actually approaching a year. I'm going to probably do an episode just kind of talking about how this all originated. I did one on the first episode, but maybe a little bit more specific and then again i might not but uh yeah this was around the time last year where i got the call uh from the most high to uh do this and so november will make a year so we are approaching that and we're approaching the best time of year the holiday season and we will have some special giveaways and all that fun stuff then but thank you again for the support and then just do me a favor go on fanhubtf.com Go to the author section and then you can type in my name, Dominique Smith, and you can see all the lactic acid gear and merchandise and memorabilia and all of that fun stuff that I want you to purchase. Add it to your collection. All proceeds, excuse me, go to helping this channel grow. And um, yeah, I would really uh, like for you guys to do that. And then check us out on YouTube, Lactic Acid Podcast or Lactic Acid with Dominic Smith. We are bringing back a bucket of trap talking fried chicken. We are filming it this week. It will be released next Tuesday. So definitely make sure to check that out and then follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the above. We are there. Hit the notification bell to be sure to get notified when a new episode drops. So do me a favor and do that. This episode was so fun. The one that you're about to listen to was incredible. I had the American record holder, Maggie Malone Harden, because she just got married. Um, and we had an incredible talk. I will have to say, I, I, I listened to the episode and my grammar wasn't up to par. So <laughs> I asked that, uh, you guys forgive me and I beg your pardon where that was concerned, but we had a lot of fun on that show. Uh, talked about faith, talked about her journey, talked about Chick-fil-A. You know, it's a good time when we talk about fried chicken, uh, share some embarrassing stories. Like when I was Santa Claus for a school play, those pictures will be out at some point, maybe not on uh, the lactic acid network channel, but <laughs> uh, I have to get those photos developed, but I don't want to spoil too much of what you're about to listen to a little lengthy as far as the time goes but i i am encouraged by it and i know that you will be encouraged by it too it was a great conversation an inspirational conversation and it's one that i know you guys are going to enjoy it's going to lift your spirit it's going to lift your day maggie is the best and you get a chance to see why on this episode so as always thank you for your support i hope you enjoy the episode what's going on ladies and gentlemen saints and inks welcome to lactic acid i am your host dominic smith today i have a baller shot caller the pride of nebraska she is more famous than the brother man scott frost who is doing big things at nebraska formerly at ucf my alma mater but i can't say nothing but because we we, we doing it big down here but she is i was just thinking we were talking before the show i have had 
like some of the best javelin throwers on this show um and go ahead and listen to them but now i can say i have the best the american record holder maggie malone but let me put some respect on your name because you were recently married so first and foremost congratulations oh my god thank you congratulations oh, yes anybody You're the first person that has like recognized that and i oh that just made my day yeah, so congratulations wherever you are in the United States or wherever you're listening to. Give her a standing ovation, like the Dell saying it's an old school song. Uh, it says, Give your baby a standing ovation. But in this case, you're going to give her a standing ovation and her husband. So, Maggie Malone Harden. So, let's put yes. some respect on it. Amen. With, without further ado, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing on this hot day in the summer in August? I am doing real well, and I just want to say I wish that I could take you and your amazing energy with me everywhere I go because it is so infectious, and you just made me feel way cooler than I am. And I also feel like, yeah, I'm like, I definitely am not the best javelin thrower in the U.S. Like, Kara still bow down, Kara Winger. I, no way I can I just feel like I could never be at the same level as hair so I just have to throw that out there it's, it's cool you could throw that out there but I yeah. got some I got receipts that prove otherwise <laughs> um that you are the best listen Kara there is no one the legacy that she has left in this sport is yeah. unparalleled and one yeah. of the best people you'll meet yeah. but I think that she would agree that right now <laughs> Based on the numbers, the, the the kids and the G, G Gen Z, whatever them kids name, they say <laughs> receipts. So if we were to pull out the records and the receipts, mm. the transaction would show yeah. that right now everybody is trying to catch you for that wow. number one spot. Wow. So yes, that's that's <laughs> facts. Well, you're just gassing me up, making me feel good. So I'm about to go like, I feel like I could like run a marathon after that. <laughs> oh, well, listen, if you do that, may the grace of our Lord and Savior be with you. Because that ain't <laughs> nothing that I, listen, I don't, you know, they say keep that same energy, but I don't think I can give you that energy to to run that. But listen, I'm just trying to say, you never know. You never oh, know. Well. Javelin throw is taking over the world. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Okay. Give us some respect, Javelin. Yes, put some respect on their names, all thriller, no filler, all authentic on this show. So I've been asking this question. It's a summertime question phrase um, as we are almost to fall. So let's just say uh, Ben and Jerry, both of them just said, you know what, Maggie, you, 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 as the kids would say, you're about about it, you are just the example that people need to follow of hard work paying off uh, country girl doing it big on the world stage your performances and the stock we want to buy stock in maggie malone harden because your stock right now is hotter than fish grease at a family reunion so what we're going to do is we're going to create an ice cream promotion surround, not surrounded, but centering your greatness. Mm. What we need from you are the two flavors of ice cream that you would like for us to use, as well as a title of the, the title of the promotion. So what are the two flavors 
what do you want the promotion to be called? Oh, this is so hard. Okay, the two flavors that I would want are, hmm, I would say cookie dough. Okay. Okay. And and peanut butter. Okay. Yep. And we are gonna call it. Let's see. Um, this is so hard. I'm not good at these kinds of things. It takes time. Um, I'll call it the All American. The All American. I like that. All right. I would the call All it... American. I, I you see. The power was, American. The power. The power. American, American power. We call it American, American power. power. Okay. American power. We're gonna call it that. Yeah. I can you get a little that. power from that protein in the peanut butter. Yeah, like yeah. And you know who's gonna want in on some of this action? Reese's because that's what they're probably they're probably listening to this and like you know what? Yeah. Excuse me. Why? Reese's. 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 Are we gonna have this debate? No, 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 no. <laughs> so you probably say my husband and I have this tomato. debate all the time he yeah. and I have this debate all the time I, and talk about receipts I have pulled up commercial after commercial that says Reese's it's Reese's oh my gosh I, it's Reese's I, listen I will go to the Reese's capital and tell them let me tell you something I can't. that's like saying going to McDonald's and saying, can I get a Fanta compared to a Fantana? We all know it's called Fantana. Fanta, but it's like, let me get a Fantana. And they would look at you, what? No, may I have a Fanta? And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, sure. What flavor do you want? Reese's is Fantana. No. Oh, my God. Reese's no. is Fanta. Come on. Now. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to agree to disagree, but... With all that said, Reese's can jump on in and hashtag sponsor, hashtag ad. <laughs> Listen, free ad. No, this is free I, advertising. Yes. Free advertising for Reese's. We're going to do a Ben and Jerry's Reese's collaboration called American Power. And we're going to have a nice javelin thrower named Maggie Mullen Harden right on that cover. You know what? I'm honestly... I need to start tagging them both when I post this because I know Reese's sponsors Katie Ledecky. And Do the, does, what? Yeah. Oh my, I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to make that happen. We're, we're going to That's that my all time favorite candy, all time ever chocolate peanut butter combo, Reese's. Both my parents are teachers and coaches. I lived at the concession stand. That mm -hmm. is my go-to. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. Reese's, that was my child. I know we may have a disagreement on how it's properly pronounced, but that is the best. That was childhood. I'm 28, and let me tell you something. In those 28 years, <laughs> in these 28 years, I don't know how many thousands of Reese's I have. I hope my cardiologist is not listening to this, but I'm just trying to tell you. And let me just, before we jump in, let me just say something about concession stands. All right. You have never had a hamburger, a cheeseburger, until you've had one from a concession stand. Oh, amen. What? Do, okay, what, you, what are you putting on your on your uh, cheeseburger or your hamburger? I just put ketchup, a little ketchup. You just and, do a little ketchup? Okay. And maybe some onions. 
Yeah. Um, and if they have pickles, then you know, go, you know, they go to we have a in Orlando, we have Publix. So, you know, they'll go oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Costco or whatever and get those big jar of pickles yep. or whatever. Yep. And so, I mean, if I can customize it, then yeah, I can. But if not, listen, I, I'm 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 basic like that. There's yep. there's there's nothing else. How about you? I so, you know, we tried a lot of different combinations. I used to work the concession stands because my mom would run them at football games or whatever. So that was my life. And for me, you experiment, right? Like that was mm -hmm. my treat at the end of helping her. So I put a little nacho cheese on it, you Ooh. know? Sometimes I would do, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I would do, I did a, a mayo combination, a mayo lettuce onion combination once was pretty good. But one time I made the ultimate burger and we had it was chili also so we had chili and we had the nacho cheese and the burgers and i just did like an all-in-one burger nacho cheese with the chili on top Ooh. chef's kiss perfection truly Ooh. had a little fritos on the side mm. so you made that a bootleg frito pie basically bootleg frito pie with more protein from that burger <laughs> let me let me tell y'all something this is why you see, this is why I have to have champions on here because that's a championship mentality. That is that <laughs> is on. a championship. Listen, <laughs> a, a good burger. Now, let me ask you something. Was your school a Powerade or a Gatorade school? We started as a Gatorade and then we went to Powerade, unfortunately, because more on that Gatorade side. Um, so what is it? We started with like Dr. Dr. Pepper and then we went to like Mr. Pibb. And you're like, oh. golly, why? Or, or we had like Mountain Dew and then we became Mellow Yellow and you're like, not the same, not the same. Sprite Sierra Mist. Yeah, to Sierra Mist. You're like, this is, no. Not and that's like, an, and that's an absolute miss right there. Yeah, but I'll uh, say now, I don't even drink pop. Well, I say pop. Soda, if you're in the South, whatever you want to call it, I do not drink pop. Same here. I stopped drinking in this. Uh, let me say, I stopped drinking soda in the seventh grade because I said I stopped drinking. Some people may think I have a problem. I don't. But uh, yeah, Zevias have been my go-to. I don't know if you've had a Zevia before. But I've never they, heard of that. Oh, they. I'm pretty sure they have them at Publix. If you should check them out. If not, what, I Zevia. Zevia, Z-E-V-I-A, again, Zevia. I've tagged them a couple times on my Instagram. If they want to sponsor me, that'd be great. Cream soda Zevia. Dude, Ooh. so good. Oh, I've seen these. Yes, yes. They're they're like the clean version of, of pop of soda because they're made with stevia instead of all the sugar. And let me tell you, Dominique, I, it's become a habit. It's become an addiction. I have to limit myself. But when I tasted the cream soda, it brought me back to Maggie circa 2001 at the pool during the summertime, getting a cream soda out of that vending Preach machine. Preach on it. Oh my gosh. And now I can't go back. It's so bad. It's so bad. Had one last night, literally went to Sprouts at like, 9 p.m. because I was like, I need a cream soda Zevia. <laughs> oh my gosh. Matt, well, first uh, of all, Maggie almost caught 
No, Maggie almost caught the Holy Ghost talking about that Zebia. Um, <laughs> like I'm just, I'm not even kidding. It is my life mission to help you get a sponsor. I'm, 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 I'm not even gonna. Cause I don't know if I've talked so passionately about a brand before, to be honest. Honest to God's truth, I'll, I'm, we're we're gonna make it happen. I, and yeah. we're gonna talk about food, beverages, and all that stuff in a, um, in a little bit. But it is my. I'm, yep. as soon as it's over i'm going to put this on let me write that on my phone well i got the recording on this we, we will help you get a sponsorship listen let's go Come that on. is oh man yep. that yep. cold gatorade mm. the thing about gatorade is when it is from a concession stand and you know, you're working a football game i yep. used to cover football games yep. um, up until last year halftime mm. i need an orange gatorade and a hair and a cheeseburger Okay, okay. But now the concession stands have in, just been filled with Chick-fil-A. And part of me I does love Chick-fil-A, not... so don't don't hate on it. Don't do it. Don't say No, it. but at but at a foot listen, now there are times where uh see the problem my problem with Chick-fil-A is that when you really want it, they I, I don't know what church they go to, yeah. but I'm like Somebody who let let one of the ushers or something go cook me some chicken or something. Also, <laughs> on, on Sundays, one of my very best one of my um, close friends works in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Culture and Company. Shout out to my friend Ashton Home Slice and her mom. They got an awesome business there. She, I asked her for confirmation on this. There's a Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A's in Nashville are selling lemon pepper wings. <laughs> Lemon pepper wings? I haven't heard yes. this. And I work for Chick-fil-A a little bit. So that's why I say don't say it. <laughs> oh, yeah, listen, all the, you know, I'm not going to disrespect the bird because I just had yeah. it the other I had it Wednesday. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the thing that pisses me off about Chick-fil-A football games is I get my sandwich with no pickles and they put them pickles on there and that pickle juice saturates the bread all they over do. the chicken yeah, sitting there. It's not the same. It's not the same as getting it from a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You're at the mercy of some like 15 year old kid. That's just packing them in the back. Yeah. And you know, you don't get a, how may I serve you? You just get a, what you want. You don't get the, my pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> Uh, like y'all, no kidding, you guys, my pleasure. No, fifteen ninety nine. Do do you have sauce? We got ketchup around the corner. Like who put ketchup on a chicken sandwich? But that's why. Yeah, that's, 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 where's that Chick Fil A sauce? I hate Chick Fil A sauce. I'm sorry. That is, I I, I am not at this moment. You hate the Chick Fil A sauce. I hate Chick Fil A sauce and mayonnaise based sauces. I hate them. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, my gosh. Listen, I. Right um, here. No, I'm, I'm. I don't know if you can see this, but this is my go-to. This is the honey mustard. Oh, the honey and the and Polynesian. Have you tried no, that? One? I've had the Polynesian, but it's so sugary. Uh, it's yeah. still too sweet. It's but sweet. this sweet sriracha. Yeah, that's good. That's my those, my second. I think Chick Fil A sauce is the most under overrated thing. I'm sorry. No. It, 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 it's Mm-mm. it's. Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I'm having. An There's argument. an army that would that would beg to differ. There's an army of Chick Fil A customers that I think would be on the other side of that. Okay, well y'all wrong then. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, like I said, I'm not. I'm not scared. I don't care. I the mayonnaise based sauces. They just. Mm, ugh. They're good. I, I, okay. Good. 
before we before now, I, that, we, now that we've just spent 20 minutes talking about food but here's the thing that's the part <laughs> about this show it's not it's is i look at it as chaotic excellence Mm-hmm. because I like to go where the show goes. And now I do have a show called uh, a part of the lactic acid network. It's a YouTube exclusive YouTube exclusive show called a bucket of track talking fried chicken. So like uh, yeah, well one day I want you to come on there so we can have a debate. We can eat okay. Chick-fil-A and we can debate it from there. Um, we for sure. will. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's also why I need to give a shout out to Chick-fil-A. All right. So here's okay. why I also love Chick-fil-A. One, I work for a leadership development company and we do a lot of their leadership training. So one, Chick-fil-A is all about their people, all about developing their people, great culture. Second, I had a group of operators. Now, operators, it's their own store. You know, it's it's franchised. A group of operators, when they found out that I made the Olympic team, um, and they'd been following my journey and everything this, this last year, they got together one operator and she had contacted my CEO and was like, Hey, we want to support Maggie financially. How can we do that? And he was like, well, I know she's selling these t-shirts and they're like, we don't want to give t-shirts. We want to do something big. And there was a, a group of operators, about five or six of them who donated to me to my fund of all of my medical stuff last year of my travel. I mean that this is why I love Chick-fil-A is because they go above and beyond and see a need. Like I didn't, I didn't know that they would do anything like that for me, but they are in the business of serving people and whether that's chicken or whether that's, you know, showing up at different places or, or, you know, like, uh, charity events or whatever it is. It's like they serve people. And that is why I love Chick-fil-A. Yes, their chicken is good, but my like incredible people. Come on. Well, listen, it's, you always love to hear examples of love and action. And yes. Um, yes. especially in today's world, where it's very uh, self-centric and um, yeah. to each his own. But yeah. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. That is, yeah, I, I had to share that story. I don't think I've shared that yet on any other podcast. So I had to share that. Well, Chick Fil A, if um, I want to say, well, if you do want to sponsor uh, <laughs> this show, but more so, just want to give y'all a shout out uh, because that's awesome, uh, and we need to hear more of that. Like I know, I know, like that is, I don't know with as much bad news as you know we hear about the sport and the doom and gloom which yes. is doom and gloom there's a lot mm-hmm. it's always nice to know that there's somebody um yeah. we used to sing this old song uh in church called god specializes so mm. um it's cool to see that in action that's yeah. that's i've been doing some singing on these last couple episodes but i don't know if i would i need an organ oh my gosh and i would I, love uh, it all right uh but that's actually a good transition. So your story is incredible. Um, no, literally, because you are, you have this incredible journey. And this is the thing I love about track and field. I hate it and I love it. And it's not so much track and field as much as society. Because you have provided hope in your story for so many people from a young age but then there's a societal thing that says maybe they haven't accomplished what we think they should yeah 
but you don't want gold medals since you was knee high to a grasshopper. Just and forgive the southern sayings, but no, I love uh, them. You sound like my dad. My dad's whole family is from East Texas, and like that is exactly how they speak, and I love it. Oh, okay. Well, then that guy. You're, you're I, talking to me like family. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen. This is when you're on my show. Is family, yeah. but I mean, when they <laughs> your growth plate, you know, was stunt. Yep. Um, they tried to mess up your other leg. Yep. And then like look at god yep, all of a sudden god. you are an american record holder yep. continuing to do big things on the track and off the track have you ever like sat and reflected on and i don't and the thing is i don't care about what happened at worlds this year or whatever yeah. the case might be <laughs> because you're a champion so much beyond that have you ever got a chance to just reflect on the journey mm -hmm. that's gotten you to where you are and has it kind of shaped where you want to go? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think for a lot of us athletes, we have a hard time sitting and processing our stories because we live in a world that tells us you need to be this or you need to accomplish this or whatever it is. And for a lot of us who are so hungry and who are so um, driven to succeed, it's hard to look back and say, wow, look at where I started and where I'm at now when I'm always focused on like, well, you know, I need to be here. I want to do this or I want to accomplish this. So it's, it is hard for me to sit in, sit in my story, honestly, and think about what has happened. But I, I, there's, there's this kind of, I heard this once before and I, I do this to myself sometimes. And they said, if you were to tell your 12 year old self, Hey, and I'll, I'm going to use me for an example. Hey, Maggie, you know, one day you are going to throw the javelin and you are going to be in the Olympics, not once, but twice. Do you think that 12 year old Maggie would have been like, oh, how far did I throw? <laughs> no, Maggie would never 12 year old Maggie would have been like, I'm going to be in the Olympics. Like, are you kidding me? And I think when you put it into that perspective, it's like, wow we i i have accomplished something that i never thought that i would i never dreamed of accomplishing and i'm so thankful to be in the position that i am now and i think that's a space that i am constantly fighting to stay in i'm constantly trying to stay in the present and being you know thankful for what has happened but also looking to the future because i do know that i can i truly believe that there's more that i that god's going to use me for i really truly believe that and it's hard though to stay present and also the comparison culture that's around us it's hard to stay present when there's this comparison always I, i've always felt like my career a lot of people at least in in the past have maybe compared my career to like kara's or somebody's and it's like no 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 like kara is kara and ari is ari and maggie is maggie and so i really think that if we can stay in our own lanes and look at our own stories it's like who knows what we're going to accomplish in the future but 
I know what my goal is. And, you know, Kara and Ari maybe had other goals than I did. And we all should be really grateful for our stories that have brought us to where we are now. Even if it's not exactly where we want to be, there's a, a lot of gratitude that I have that's where I'm at now. People need to stop doing that nonsense. I, I, right? I mean, like, if the Lord wanted you to be somebody else, then he would have made you that yes. person. Like, I know. Yep. And it, it, that's why I was just, you know, saying you've people, and that's the one thing, and this is a good segue about the javelin that I've learned. Because, like I said, the javelin was new to me because in Florida, we just didn't have it for a while. And now I'm looking at these kids. And I was, when I was talking with Ari, I said, you know, I competed against this kid when I was throwing the discus and I looked at him. I was like, I'm going to cream this kid. Like I'm, I'm this big, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the weightlifter team. I'm like, man, they got this little two pick out here throwing the discus and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That dude won regionals. He threw like 160 feet. I'm yeah. like, dang. Yeah. And that was like, okay, well, that was an eye-opening experience mm-hmm. because like like you just said, we compare what we think somebody should be yep. or you look at them and compare what they are to what you think, uh, even to yourself. Like, it's yeah. just like, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? It's like, no, we yeah. ain't doing nothing wrong. It's just, yeah. it's just a it's part of the journey. process. Yeah, it's your journey. It's your process. And all of us have different backgrounds that led us to javelin, specifically javelin, I'm saying. So yeah. Ari and I, neither of us threw until we were adults, you know, like I didn't know what a javelin was until I was 19. She started throwing later. She was a pole vaulter in college. Mm-hmm. So neither of us had a quote unquote conventional. Is there even a conventional way to, to get into javelin? I have no idea but neither of us had a background that would indicate that we would be good at javelin. Hmm. I was thinking about that question and the answer is no. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I think I've, I, I, I don't think there is a conventional way because in some respects, the javelin is rare. Yeah. It's primal <laughs> and it's one of the earliest events ever in, in the history of track and field and obviously in the Olympics um but yeah it's it's it is still rare especially in the united states and it's hard <laughs> like it is hard amen like, thank you it is like, very it, difficult to throw the javelin <laughs> people who have heard this show have ex- listened to people explain it and it's still you know even watching it like my knees hurt watching y'all yep. throw because let me tell you and, and you can and this happens all the time it literally happened to me this year I threw 53, I started with a 53 meter throw and I ended with a 65 meter throw. Like you can literally throw 65 meters, one throw, and then like 50 meters the next. And that's javelin. Like that's just what it is. And for a long time, I felt like I had to throw 60 plus meters every single time, every single time. And if I didn't, I was such a failure for that. But again, it's, I was living in this comparison culture and as I've matured in the sport and I've learned more and I've, I've observed more, I feel like javelin is just a unique beast and we can do everything in our power to be successful. And sometimes it's just not going to go your way that day. It just won't. 
And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you stop fighting for it. That doesn't mean that you you stop pursuing what you want to pursue because you had a rough day or a rough week or even just a full rough season. You still keep fighting for what you want to accomplish. The javelin you used to say this back in the day. Just there's so many elements. If the weather's bad, if, if it's yep. the wind and all that stuff. If people want to know about the javelin, here's the best way I can describe it from an outsider's point of view. Yes, please school me on the javelin. Educate me, Dominique. From an out <laughs> did now did you not I hear the prerequisite? No, no, I love it. I love it. I'm glad okay. that you're gonna say this. Yes. Some some days chicken, some days feathers. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's that's just what it is, because like I said. Again, that was an outsider's point of view. Yeah. Because it's just what I see on TV. Because sometimes you hear, okay, well, let me just go back. When they show the highlights yep. on TV, because yep. uh, they're not really showing. Which the is actual... like what? Um, I think the highlights come on once every four years, maybe five years. They'll show a highlight of the javelin. Is that accurate? Once every five years, if it if and that's if it's a leap year. If it made the cut, you know. If it made the cut, and yeah. um, if there's pretty much if the if the five k and the ten k is not close. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, then you'll you'll see the javelin, or yeah. if they're panning the camera around and they see what looks it's, like a flying saucer in the air, they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, we should probably go investigate to make exactly. sure it's not an alien." Yeah. Um. <laughs> But your journey is so like unique because when I was doing research, that song, that commercial, I've been everywhere, man. Like you've gotten a chance to see so much of the United States, but you started out in the Big Ten. Um, so GBR, GBR, and then you ended up at Giggle down in texas so for those who don't know uh what is that gigamag I, I don't know i'm an ohio oh, state oh, fan I can so educate I you. do you want to know what it means or what where it comes from go for it okay so because i used to be an ambassador for texas a&m okay. so i had to share this story a lot the details i'm a little foggy on now but i'll give you the gist of it so texas a&m was playing uh tcu in a football game and during a halftime i believe that we were down don't know the score or anything like that but the coach said all we need to do is go out there and gig them and gigging is uh gigging a frog so you have a long pole and you hold the pole like this so that's where the thumbs up comes from because see the pole is right there and you gig frogs to kill them and obviously they're the horned frogs so we were going to go out there and gig them <laughs> you'll never hear that saying the same again and you're welcome <laughs> oh listen i just don't plan on watching <laughs> texas and i'm playing that all this year <laughs> uh, that that just solidified that decision for me um <laughs> So okay, and I have to add TCU to that list too. No frogs yeah. and no Aggies or whatever. The only thing about Texas A and M that looks lit is like you guys do a abbreviated bad version of swag surfing. Like I don't know night. what swag surfing is. When you guys rock side to side. And oh, that's we're sawing off the horns. 
Savarsti's horns off, Savarsti's horns off, Savarsti's horns off, short A, whoop. <laughs> so I'm guessing TCU may have owed y'all some money. <laughs> no, I don't know. But we're sawing Texas is because we hate Texas, you know. Oh, well, who doesn't? Exactly. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> probably some down, that. baby. So we're sawing them off. So every time you see in a, a, a sway, we're we're a human saw that is sawing the horns off. That's what that is. Wow. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I can't wait till they play Texas in two years. 2024? 2020. <laughs> whenever they move back to the SEC. Yeah, I think it's 2024. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Uh, as an Ohio you State probably didn't think that I was going to sing on this, did you? <laughs> Listen, the last two episodes we had with Carrie Tolson, we had a Boys to Men tribute. Ooh. And then uh, me and John Anderson, we sang Gladys Knight and the Pips, Marvin Gaye. Let's go. Uh, and Larry Graham. So. Dang. Listen. I feel... Um pretty underwhelming then in comparison <laughs> so are you like a are no you have a very nice singing voice and texas a and made you listen if somebody needs somebody to guest star in your uh <laughs> sunday church choir then you know call sister maggie call sister on, Harden, call me up. <laughs> uh, and let her let the lord use her um <laughs> What was I going to ask? I just told I don't know. You. I derailed us. You said it's... GBR and then Gigum. So no, I think no, no, no. But I got to go back because there okay. was something. Yes, GBR, Gigum. So Nebraska is your hometown. And so who do you pledge your allegiance to? So I, man, okay. It's really hard. Um, because I was a Husker, obviously. And I think that you always will be a Husker if growing up in Nebraska. Also, my dad played football there. My mom was a track athlete there. So I am a Husker and I also am an Aggie and I love both. And also I am, I have not officially announced this yet, but I am officially moving to Lincoln, Nebraska to work with Justin St. Clair. Oh. So I'm going back to my home state to train at my old university and i'm super excited about it <laughs> look at, look at you. okay let me just Full let me circle. stop and say so. maggie you have won 2000 and what year is this 2022 yeah i think so uh i'd have to check the calendar but yes <laughs> yes friday august 19 2022 okay Definitely. you you have won so think about this you got a chance to be a part of the world championship in Oregon. You got the, yeah. you were on the team. You got that dope shirt. Um, USA track and field. Hook me up with that for free. You should have entered then, into my giveaway. You could have won. I didn't even. Okay. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, if I could put, uh, if you have any extra shirts that I could put on layaway, okay. uh, then just I'll let do, me I'll know. I'll see what I can do. You got married and okay. now you're going home. And now I'm going home. Gosh, I if I didn't if I didn't get in trouble for copyright, I would play Pete Diddy's "I'm Coming Home." But I'm coming home, yeah, like, <laughs> that's just amazing. So, no, how did 
the transition from Nebraska, and then we're going to get to some other stuff because yeah, we can yeah. talk about the javelin all day, but okay. I'm actually having fun talking about anything other than throwing. Yeah. But how did the transition from, well, why Nebraska to yeah. A&M? Yep. Um, and then how did that help or even spark your interest and love for the javelin? For sure. So, <clears throat> and I'm sure people have heard me say this before, but um, I mean, truly believe that God has just woven my story and he has just used the javelin to Preach. do his work and take me where he wants me to be. So what took me from Nebraska to A&M was after my freshman year at Nebraska, I, um, which was the first year that I was throwing the javelin, I went there as a heptathlete and uh, ended as a javelin thrower. My family, who was in Geneva, Nebraska, my hometown, they, uh, my mom and dad were offered coaching positions back in Texas. My dad's from Texas. He was, he's a high school Texas football coach for years. Um, and when they decided to get married, my mom was like, I am not living that Texas football life. Like you're coming to Nebraska and you can coach here. And like any wonderful, you know, dutiful husband, he did so. And <laughs> so they, my dad for years, when we would, when we were in Geneva, he was offered many times to go coach in different schools back in Texas. But my parents wanted us to stay in Nebraska because it's just a different beast. Like Texas football, very different than Nebraska football. And so they were offered positions in College Station, Texas and Brian, but College Station, it's basically one city. And my parents thought it was good timing for them to go take that move, take that opportunity to move. And then the same week that they decided to move there, my coach at the time at Nebraska, uh, Chris Grimes, who's now at Kentucky, he called me and was like, hey, Maggie, you had such a great season this year, like you made nationals, but I want to let you know that I just accepted a position at Texas A&M, which is in College Station, Texas. And so my coach was leaving, my whole family left, and he said, and I think you should look up who the coach is at uh, Texas A&M. And I was like, okay. And because Chris Grimes was, uh, he's a pole vault and jumps and hep heptathlete, decathlete coach. Mm -hmm. So he knew javelin enough, but he wasn't going to be a full-time javelin coach. Right. And so he said, you should look this up. So I look it up. It's Juan de la Garza, AKA Chico. And Chico is two-time Olympian, I believe in the javelin has had numerous national champions in the javelin. Uh, he was the Mexican national record holder. I mean, talk about, one of the Legendary. best coaches to ever be, you know, in the collegiate system ever. And yeah. so my family just took a job there. My family's moving, my coach is moving, and I would have an opportunity to work with Chico. So to me, it really was God moving all of us, moving me to A&M. And it was a hard, hard, hard decision. It was I almost didn't leave. Actually, I, I called Chris Grimes. I told him that I was going to come. And then I called him and I said, I'm not going to come. And he said, just take a visit. And I took a visit and I was like, dang, I love it here. My whole family's here. And then my sister was also going to be on the team. So we were going to have an opportunity to be teammates together, which doesn't happen that often. And it really did just you know, it lined up and I've never looked back. It was the best decision I could have made. And now I can say, and I met my husband there, which is yes. amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So, See, it, so many good things. Gosh, you took yep. that leap of faith and yep. 
like look at you now and you see this is how you you know god specializes because if you hadn't taken that leap of faith not only wouldn't you got have gotten married but you couldn't have come on the show and told me why y'all be doing all the stuff that you do down in texas because you wouldn't have been an ambassador yeah and i i truly believe that i wouldn't have the success that i have now if it weren't for chico and if it weren't for coach henry and that whole i mean the system like I had everything, I had my family there, my whole support system, like everything was in place to make me successful. And I just really, truly believe that I wouldn't be a two-time Olympian if it weren't for, for making that move. And um, lately, especially this year, I found myself navigating out of fear a lot and making decisions out of fear and talking about reflection. I was reflecting in some of the journal entries that I had written from years ago, and I had written down, um, we don't make decisions out of fear. And I just was reminded of that. And I think that sometimes that's my default is to not do something or to try to preserve what I have. And so I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to make a decision or change anything. Um, and so I'm making decisions out of fear. And that was from that time in my life. And I remember, you know, going through my devotional at that time. And it was like, so clear that if I were to stay in Nebraska, it was only because I was afraid to leave. Wow. Yeah. That's so deep. Holy fly. Wow. <laughs> That's well, I'm glad that you took that leap of faith, which uh if it was easy then everybody would have it <laughs> but, yep that is true um then we wouldn't have to go through the fun stuff that yeah. life has to offer yep what are three things want to switch gears from the track all right three things that the human beings of this world do not know about you they don't know about me um we already covered we kind of covered Could I ask so. Sam? Sam! <laughs> Us now. Sam, what's something that the most of the world wouldn't know about me? <laughs> he said, you're very clumsy. <laughs> okay. It's true. I have bruises on my body a lot. Yep. Um, we'll go with that. I'm very clumsy. I would say that... They wouldn't know that I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. Um, really? Yes, I'm very sensitive. And I and emotional. Like, I cry at everything. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I would say the third one would be that... Hmm. I love acting. It's very fun. It's something that I really enjoy and get a lot of life from. So where 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 do we where do we start with this? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, of course we start at the clumsy spot. No, just kidding. <laughs> but but here's the thing. That's just uh, you, listen. In the store, I'm walking. Here's the thing about me. I have my earbuds in every time I'm walking in the store and I'm listening to my oldies music. I don't like this okay. new stuff that the kids like. Um, my, my old music, the yeah. all stuff before we were even a thought. Okay. And I'll be walking and then 
I got a high ankle sprain because I just tripped on my own two feet and <laughs> done, and you got to call the paramedics and everything. And, yep. you know, yeah. you, you, <laughs> so that's, that's just, that's life. You know, I, I was clumsy when I came out the womb. So that is <laughs> nothing. I don't call them yep. bruises. I call them battle scars. <laughs> battle scars. Yes. yes that's people, sometimes how they feel, honestly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just, we used to sing this old song in church. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. And so when everybody, oh, well, yeah. how'd you get that bruise? You know, it's a I'm war on going the on. For the Lord. <laughs> I, I promise him that I would serve him till I die. And oh, this man. is, this is my, this yeah. is my, uh, this is my womb, man. If you could only see Sam some, like there's sometimes that like, I don't know, like I'll drop something or like it gets thrown across the room or I get thrown and like, if you, you could get thrown Sam, yeah like if you could only see sam's reaction to that and he's just like how like how the heck did that even how like that's not even possible like how it's, did you do that it's like you're so disappointed <laughs> oh yeah it is it is a pure like who did i marry disappointment look and oh. will our children have this trait <laughs> oh my gosh it's like what, what am i supposed to do with you? what's the clumsiest oh. thing that has ever i don't want to say ever oh. but uh okay if you got an ever story then go for it well the one that comes to mind is that <laughs> one time i was in the bathroom and i was trying to i don't even know what i was trying to do i think i was like washing my face or but i like had my phone oh this and, don't sound good yep and I went to like turn in my, <laughs> this actually happens more to me than I told Sam this. I said, has this ever happened to you? And he's like, absolutely not. And I don't, maybe I'll ask you this. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been like around a door and your pants get caught on the handle and you go to like walk, but you're stuck on the handle? <laughs> So that almost, when did that, that happened a week ago, I was walking and the, my pocket got caught on the knob and the yes. door almost okay. came off the hinge. Yes. So, exactly. So this happens to me and my <laughs> retainer was on the corner of the, um, of like the sink. And so when I was moving, I got caught and then my phone went flying and it hit my retainer which fell straight into the toilet. <laughs> exactly. See, and I'm like, how? How? How did that happen? <laughs> there are very few times as a, I have a major in journalism, so I, I have to, I'm used to talking to people, even as an yeah. introvert. There are very few times where I'm rendered speechless, and I'm, I'm Maggie. I'm trying, sister. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm saying, but like, okay, one, like I've literally ripped my pants on door knobs before. Like, truly, like I've ripped oh. them. Or like one time, I was at, um, I was at my cousin's, and she was having a um, Memorial Day party, and I got caught on the cabinet. Um, my my shorts got caught on the cabinet, like. Uh, handle literally so, ripped, ripped my pants down the side like so i i was doing um i was talking with a coach 
because uh, every now and then we'll do a football podcast. He's a Miami yeah. fan. I'm a Ohio State fan. And so he was a former college football coach. And he said something that I think pertains to the situation. Because Miami was just getting the doors blown off of him against Alabama. Yeah. He said, if you do it once or twice, yeah. it's a mistake. Three to four times, it's a bad habit. Anytime other every play, yep. it, it's it's pretty much a lifestyle. So this is a <laughs> we are we're past the lifestyle number. I'll just say that. Like we're past this, that at this point. This yes. is uh uh instead of stun is a habit, we should say ripping is a habit. Um, get like me. Um yeah. I got a story that's worse that will make you feel better. Please, yes. Worse than my retainer getting thrown into the toilet. Yeah. I I I Lord have mercy. <laughs> okay, so I was this was a long, 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 long time ago. So I'm at this was it fourth of July? Yeah. So I don't do fireworks, right? So yeah. we were I was in high school, middle school, one of those ages. And so uh this family had money. I did. Still don't. But I had never been on a lake that big. And so we're hanging out. It's late. They had this little boat. It was a plastic sailboat. And so everybody's just putting the fireworks in the boat to see if it'll explode on the water. Oh, boy. And so I, they had these tiki torches. And so I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. It's already about to pop off. And so this is before this like $10,000 fireworks display. Okay. <clears throat> I had a bottle rocket. Oh boy. Um, Do you know how many stories that I have heard that it start with, I had a bottle rocket that end wrong. I did I not. <laughs> okay. I know. I did not know the power of the bottle in a rocket form. So I, I I'm I'm watching everybody observing, and I'm like observing, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Oh, it's about ten o'clock, and so to get to the lake, there's a, it's like a little hilly thing, and then there's these tiki torches, and then it goes to the dock. So I take the I take the bottle rocket, okay, light that thing. It leaves my hand. Zoom. Yep. And I go back to the top of the little hill thing. Rocket hit the tiki torch, made a U-turn, hit me, and I just <laughs> rolled down. And I'm like, ah! And everything. After you had just summoned the courage to do this. Listen, I, I, I had that mustard seed kind of faith, Maggie. Yep. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm like... Um, that thing did a U-turn. It's I've like never I've never seen, seen a firework do a U-turn. Like never, what, what, not one time. <laughs> and I'm going, and here's the thing. That's what I was like, this got to be demonic because I'm going up. The tiki torch is down. The, the tiki torch is facing hell. Oh, and yeah. it did a U-turn. And not only did I get hit, I rolled. Oh, yeah. Big people don't roll well. And... <laughs> 
I'm just out there crying. I'm I'm like, Lord have mercy. I can't do fireworks. That's why I hate Fourth of July. I hate oh, any yeah. any day where explosives are lit. Yeah, same. I and, I I generally like to um you know put my money in a bank, not burn it. So, thank you, thank yeah. you. you. You know, so I I hope that gives you some peace. It does actually, because um, yeah, that's one of those moments where you're like, how. How did, how could that even possibly have happened? I'm like, Lord, I'm going up yonder and this thing, I pointed it towards <laughs> hell. I wanted it to hit hell and then it bounced hell. up and I'm trying to go up <laughs> and then it brought me back down. Yep. yep. Like, what kind of nonsense is this? Uh, I've fun. done, I've, I, I've done some stupid things. When I was first learning to walk, I don't know what I had, you know, with air handlers, but you know, I just walked right into it and bounced back like a bad habit. Oh yeah. Um gosh, I've I've done so many stupid things. Yeah. But not intentionally. So I hope that yeah, you know like that your, there's your a heart was like pure in them, right? Like I feel like that sometimes I'm like my heart was pure in this situation. Well, I know the Bible says blessed are the pure in heart because <laughs> I hope, you know, yeah. If I come struggling and straining to the pearly gates, just know I mean it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a uh pretty much with the clumsiness and i think that take this model with you you get nothing mm-hmm. else from this podcast my coach when i was playing football we lost a game that we shouldn't have lost mm-hmm. and he looked at us and said good effort poor execution um and so that's a life hack yeah, <laughs> it's it's absolutely yes Acting. My motto. <laughs> I can see you being like an actor because you have that energy. Yeah. So I used to do speech and drama and everything in high school. And oh. I, yeah, I loved it. Like it is truly one of the most fun and freeing places that I can be. Like it's so fun. And that's why I'm thankful to have gone to a small school, right? Like my school, I had 38 people in my class. So in a small school, you get to do a lot of different things. And whereas in a bigger school, sometimes you don't have that opportunity to do speech and be on the volleyball team or whatever it is. And I'm so thankful that I had that. And because my parents were teachers, I remember growing up and we would be at the high school all the time, like literally live there. And after school, we'd come home, we I'd say come home, but we would go to the school and they would have practice either um, like singing practice, like choir or something. And I would just sit as like, you know, a first grader, second grader. And I would just watch them all the time, like just these high school kids performing or whatever. And it is it was my favorite. Like you could not pull me out of there. What was I thought my school was small. <laughs> we graduated. My graduating oh, class was like bro. seventy, and yeah. yours you can't even you can't even field a two deep squad on a football team. <laughs> um, what was? And I I don't know. It's interesting because I did I dabbled in as an actor. Oh, you did. Yeah, when I was I in elementary that, school. I could see that for you though too, because you got a good personality. Yeah. It was I was with the what they call a one hit wonder. I did a uh see, I, w- I played Santa Claus um <laughs> in, in fourth grade. <laughs> that gets to yeah, listen. Oh man, highlight. Highlight I was, of, it, of it your was crazy. Life. 
it's you know, just when even looking you, they're like what was the pinnacle like accomplishment that you had and you're like in fourth grade at least santa claus <laughs> it was it was fourth or, it was it was fourth to fifth grade and so my school was there was only like two or three white kids just because of the location okay so i'm, I'm looking at at the pictures <laughs> and you got well you, you post me. those can you find those and post those please i i need honestly what do we, we need to talking. do to see these pictures where do we need to go uh where's my instagram account i want my to see is, dominique playing <laughs> uh no you don't but it was cool <laughs> so it is what's my per i don't even know I'll, we'll, we'll do it later but yeah i remember like i had to go get the out I, I think i still got the uniform i had to get gloves so i got these like michael jackson gloves and Wait, then i you, got what did you just say the the santa claus uniform yeah ain't that's what he wears <laughs> <laughs> yeah Not a costume uniform <laughs> uniform costume it was the same i had the hat i had the little it was either the michael jackson gloves or the church gloves that they used to do the offering uh, yes. kind of money uh i think i had like some little timberlands or whatever the case might be i was decked out i was ready to go in full uniform we had this small <laughs> behind stage that they found a way to put a as the living God is my witness. We had a sleigh on stage and you asking these little 50 pound kids to pull me like a little reindeer. And so everybody's just like munching down to is the there stage. there a video? I need there, to see video of this. There is. And I just remember the crowd laughing like, what is y'all doing? <laughs> so after oh that, my God. and I did sign an autograph. So that was like the pinnacle. Man. But the and then that's why I retired. Like you can't, there's nowhere to go. You went out on down. a high note. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah, literally. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna fall off the stage. Like oh, this I love is it. Oh, and so, so, so it just it just it just looked weird. Like you got all these little black kids put like as reindeers and um <gasps> this cause and all this stuff. Oh, um I I will never forget that. Like them trying to carry me, it was, it was, it was. Yes. Anyway, but I would like what. What was your go to? What was your Santa mm -hmm. Claus moment? So, in a similar vein, I'll go. I'll match you with an elementary one first. But okay. I was the candy cane kid. Oh yeah. snap! I see oh snap! Yes, I was a candy cane kid, and we. I, I think it was like a Western meets north pole vibe <laughs> and what the whole <laughs> so a rhinestone cowboy yeah so like a rhinestone cowboy but cowgirl because cowgirl. it was and i was a candy cane kid and there the bad one was like bubblegum bart or something like that bubblegum yes shout, shout out to bubblegum bart all free right my dog free my dog bart with that gum on him <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh my God. Free, free my dog bart man bubblegum bart he ain't do nothing oh my god i love this so much oh and you know what as i'm saying this as i don't even think this was the highlight um in kindergarten uh, when i broke my leg i we did a play we did um what is it like billy goat scruff like the three billy goats you know that story 
no. Problem. You ever heard that story? No. You know, like in the troll that's under the bridge. It's like we, don't don't cross my bridge. No. We're from different. We're from different <laughs> places. So now we. Sorry. We, we, different different uh demographic of the world in yeah nebraska um so i don't even what is that story called people know this it's like three billy goats gruff or something like that billy goats gruff i played the troll under the bridge what? oh that is cold blooded because hey, i look. couldn't walk i could only stand because i had a broken leg and so they just put a mask on me that is so bad. Look at listen. There's a picture of that somewhere. That's so funny. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh! All them people who made you, you play the injured injured troll, <laughs> the injured troll, <laughs> and you can't cross my bridge. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. Why is she playing the troll? Her leg hurts, so we had to <laughs> figure out. No, all you yeah. need to go up and everybody. Listen, we made it. We made yes, it. We, I was we the. We made but it. Yes, was... That's what I did. Those were my elementary ones. But in in high school, I did like, um, so there's speech and there's speech competitions and whatnot. And I was always in, um, it's called OID, which is uh, an ensemble. And then okay. I did uh, the poetry one, which was like performative storytelling through poetry. Okay. So those are both of mine and I loved it. I mean, it's so fun. It's so, you get to play all like the whole time. It's just like playing. I haven't, we didn't do that. I was actually in speech really yeah. when I was in elementary school, started speech um, and then did competitions and stuff like that. I never had that kind of, that would be so fun though to so do that. Yes. And then I took it in college. Um, I could see you like bawling out and two they're too serious right now. If they're like, listen, we need somebody that's better than the squad that we have. Somebody that has that LeBron, if LeBron James and Michael Jordan were able to clone somebody, that's the kind mm -hmm. of potential that you have. You mm. would be killer, killer. <laughs> Till uh, maybe the highest her. compliment I've ever received. I'm gonna be honest. Listen, <laughs> but fun her. fact: my birthday is also on LeBron James and Tiger Woods. So, I mean, I feel like I was born on like a greatness birthday. You. That's why you the goat. Listen, you're <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm not good. I'm it's not. It's care and stuff. Listen, you were born into greatness. You listen. What's what's your birthday? December 30th. Five yeah. days after Jesus. He was born on the same month that he was. Somebody come I, on yeah. now. Somebody praise. Uh, praise him. Yep. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> um forgot what I was gonna say. That's how important that's 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 greatness. That's greatness yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. But uh oh, like I was saying, the two shows you would kill Grace Anatomy. Oh, Grace. And it. I could see you doing Broadway, Sound of Music. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> I they did I a live, you. they did a live one. Uh, I think back in 2013. I think it would be better than Carrie Underwood's part. I think oh, we should do yeah, a Oh, I forgot there. that she did that. You're right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wish I could sing like Carrie, but you know, just don't got the pipes. It's okay, you know. But I do rock. Do. I do rock out to some Maverick City. I've never heard of them. 
You never heard of Maverick? So what music? Enlighten me on a music choice. I can't believe you've never heard of Maverick. They are the best Christian group right now. They're so good. Oh, you see, I don't listen to the current stuff. And it's funny, as you were talking, I was going through my Instagram to see if I posted the Santa Claus one. But I have posted pictures of my personal Instagram. I cannot post this to Lactic Acid's Instagram. You have to. Everybody, we we must make him. Everybody comment on a video that says free santa claus <laughs> if, i have to i have hashtag to find free santa <laughs> hashtag free santa and then i will have james brown's song santa claus goes straight to the ghetto underlining the uh <laughs> the picture santa claus oh goes God. straight to the ghetto hitch oh. up your reindeer mm. go straight to the ghetto see that's hey. That's 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 the jam. See, with the Christian music, and I had this conversation, Marley Stogelfer and I talked about it. Um, but she was like, I think maybe I don't think she named that, but I was like, my jam back in the day was like Lincoln Brewster and yes, Lecrae. Uh, I did a little Israel and New breed. There's like Jeremy Camp. There's like Chris Tom. Oh yeah, Hillsong. Oh yeah, Hillsong still's got. I mean, Hillsong is like a tried and true, bro. Maverick City, Maverick City music. There's Gyra. You've never heard of Gyra? Gyra, you are enough. Never. No. Oh my gosh, you have got to listen to it. It's so good. Gyra. I thought she was. Oh okay. I was. Think of something else because that's like a food location. With here. Chandler Moore, you know Chandler Moore? No. Oh my gosh! Okay, well. Okay, so Maverick City. Listen to Maverick City, Chandler Moore, Gyra is the best song. So good. Gyra. Okay. Yeah. Gyra. Um, I'm writing and that down. I have to find. I have to write that down. And I'm like looking through, I have my notes app on and I'm looking at, I'm still looking for that Christmas picture. I have my ugly sweaters. <laughs> I have, I have an impressive Christmas collection on the personal one, but um, yes, cause Christmas, listen, I'm looking forward to September 26th. September 22nd is the first day of fall. That's when we slowly incorporate Christmas music into the fold. We Love start it. a little bit of soul. We start with the sound of blackness with just a hint, a hint a dribble of boys to men with Ooh. a slight chance of sister Whitney Houston, God bless the dead. All and right. then we start to by November, you know, we, 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 we hit Frank Sinatra. Out. Yeah. Frank, yeah. Frank them. You, get, uh, you got, um, what's his name? Uh, white Christmas. What's his name? Oh, uh, Buble. No. Who? White uh, the old oldies guy, you know the uh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, yeah. I got I got past the Bing, yeah. I got you Big Bing on there. You vibe with him? I vibe I with Bing. Him. I vibe with Bing, Dean, yeah. Frank. Even though I sound like Stink Sinatra sometimes. Let um, me tell you, I am looking so much to being in Nebraska during Christmas time because it's gonna be cold. Let's trying, go, Maggie. We might be related. Somehow, because I ain't get. I went to Nashville because I just like I got to get out of this heat stroke. 
that is Florida because it, it was like 87 degrees on Christmas Day. Yeah, you know, probably like hot, 100% humidity. <laughs> it's not the humidity is not bad in the winter, but I'm like, Lord, how am I supposed to be decking the halls? I know. Or, you know, as Eddie Kent would say, give love on Christmas Day mm. when it's hot. Yep. But, um, no, I... I'm not dashing through the snow in College Station, Texas. I need to be dashing through the snow in Nebraska when and, it's cold and, up. And Got my Nebraska. fire. Yeah. Listen, talk about chestnuts. Well, you're invited. If you want to If you want to get out of Orlando, come on over to Lincoln during Christmas time. We'll, you know, we'll do it right for you. Listen. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. I might have to. Like, because yep. I went to Nashville, Maggie... I was so cold. My teeth were shivering. I couldn't feel my toenails. I couldn't feel any part of my body. And I was still trying to give God praise with just frozen oh, yeah. hands. Because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, is this cold? I was like, yeah. I think I got off the plane waiting for my Lyft driver. And I like, and they looked at me like I was so crazy. Because I was like, it is Bob Marley's like, is this love? Is this love that I'm feeling? I was like, is this cold? Is this cold? Is this cold? Is this cold that I'm feeling? It's like, are you the guy we're supposed to pick up? I'm like, yes. yes so I, I, I might have to make that move. But speaking yeah. of Instagram, there was something that I saw. I'm a big food brother. I'm big on fried chicken. I believe that is good for the body and bad for yeah. the soul, but more so. Uh, I'm sorry. It's bad for the body and good, for, good the soul. for the soul. I got you. I was fine. Yes. See. My girl right there. Yeah. You made some lamb. Oh, yeah. I need you to uh to go. I didn't I didn't know that you was about that. See, let me tell you something about a crock pot. Y'all, y'all think y'all got to be um I was going to Shelly and all of them. Put we have <laughs> it's my mom and I. This is the episode I hope she doesn't listen to because we call it crap in a pot. <clears throat> you don't like it? No. We, oh. this is, no, crap in the pot is when you get all the crap from your refrigerator and you put it in a crock pot and you see, <laughs> you season it. Oh my God, my mom and, did this. <laughs> but we got a label for it. We call it crap in a pot. You season it, it and you out here looking like, let, let me tell you something. Yep. Some of the best meals I've ever had was on accident. Yep. Yep. I came in and said, listen, mom, I don't know. And you can't recreate it either. That's the other you, thing. I didn't write it down. Yep. I I can't recreate it. I tried. Yep. It does not work. It's no. it's just some crap in a pot, and yep. all you have to do put some seasoning and then put mm -hmm. some chicken broth in it. And yep. um, but tell me about that lamp. I, and I'm I'm watching the video yep. um, as we speak just to because I need to figure out where you got that crock pot from because it's legit. Dude, that's just a uh, um, Instapot. Oh, okay. It's a pressure well, cooker Instapot. They're great. <clears throat> Instapot, y'all need to sponsor uh, two people who really could use your services because my yeah. crock pot. Dude, Instapot like is great. Hearts. Wait for Black Friday, though. They have some solid deals. Oh, um, but yeah, I'm not a cook, I'm not a chef. That's I'm not good at it. Um, That's a cat. Listen, I, I just saw this. This, let me tell you something. This was at the last supper. Uh, this you, is you, at the last supper. I'm wow, trying to tell you. Oh man, that no, it really was so easy. So we love Mediterranean food and I found, it was like a Mediterranean lamb recipe. So it was su super easy. And 
yeah, it was just like rose, and I love rosemary. So if you don't like rosemary, it's not a good flavor for you probably. But I love rosemary and garlic, lemon, just a lot of different flavors that converge into such a savory experience. But it was really easy. I was nervous that it was going to come out looking like just horrible. I was so scared. I was like, well, I'll see what happens. Uh, but it was really good. It was the most tender lamb I've ever had. Like Sam and I devoured it truly like in one night. I was like, let's just go, let's go hard on this thing. Oh, it was man. really good. Listen, you can't, you can't say you're not a chef. I'm not though, because I'm not the person that can like, I'm not good with like, try this flavor or this. My dad is so good at that. Sam's pretty good at that too. But I'm more of like a rule follower. Like I, I read the recipe and I like try to do that. I maybe added a little bit here and there, but yeah, it really was just the recipe to be honest. I made, here's why I stopped following cooking rules. <clears throat> I made some gnocchi. And I do love gnocchi. Well, the first part of that uh, word is what my little potato balls were. No, because <laughs> no. I followed the recipe five, six minutes or no, seven minutes. And I'm like, I just made charcoal balls. And so <laughs> I'm like, this is this was listen, let me tell you how black them things were. It looked like country. Like the country yeah. night, you you from the country. I got yeah. family in Alabama, yeah. and everybody knows there's a rule in the country: when the sun go down, you stay your behind inside. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't even go to my car. Like honestly, in Tallahassee, it got so dark, and I had to go get something from the car. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're gonna have to wait till the morning. Not today. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait get till the gator. sun goes out. Get a gator. Get a bear. Yeah. Yep. Get... But anyway. Yep. Um, so I had to like adjust and yeah, stuff, yeah. but that listen, I just had to ask about that. The nice white wine so touch. Easy. Here's yeah. how I know you're a chef. Cause every chef does the same thing. If you cook with wine, it is only right that you have to taste some. Oh, well it could be that, or just that I like alcohol. So oh, hey, <laughs> listen, listen, and I'm in, I'm in off season right now, so I can actually drink alcohol, which is great. Oh man, what's your go-to? Oh, I love beer. I love beer so much. Oh. See, I hate beer. From but now let me say this: I have a oh, good yeah. friend of mine, close friend of mine in Minnesota. She said, "Get flavored beer. Beer has yeah. to have some kind I mean, of like, up, yeah, whatever you like. Yeah, like it's up to your palate. I love just tasting different kind of beers. So I like an IPA, but my favorite is like a thick stout or porter. Like I like like a coffee beer, like a peanut butter beer. Like, I love that so much. A coffee beer. Yeah, so good. Is a cold brew bad enough? Oh, dude, I just had a cold brew today. Just had a nice cold brew, and I loved it. And I literally I... posted, does anybody else think that this is like a, a beer when you order it? <laughs> I don't get y'all coffee drinkers. Drinkers. Oh, we are. I, we I are hate the Hardin household is a heavy coffee drinking household. I am anti-coffee. I'd rather have a mayonnaise-based sauce than <laughs> I'd rather take it's a bath. Circle. <laughs> I'd rather take a bath in Chick-fil-A sauce than drink oh a cup God. of coffee. Wow. I'm not, I'm I, I can't do it. 
I tried it once and I had it milked now and I had heart palpitations because my body wasn't used to it. (sighs) And I thought I was going to see Jesus. I'm not lying. It's like my heart ain't will not stop being fast. Well, I am so sorry for you because I feel like you're missing out on one of the best parts in life, which is to have coffee and maybe have a latte with a friend or an espresso with your friend somewhere. And oh, it's just so good. So when people want to meet for coffee, I just get some water in the dough or a little cookie or something like that. Um, I think I did a poll because I was willing to try coffee and I did a poll. Okay. And I this was about a year ago. It was on one of those social media apps, it was Instagram or Facebook. And I asked, what coffee would you guys suggest? Yeah. And so I did this poll and I tried the observation. And then I came to a simple conclusion that I would rather be tired for the rest of my life than to drink coffee. <laughs> um, you cannot imagine. Like, why? Why? I just... First of all, these mocha frappa crappa crappes okay, cost well, $25. No, that, they, like, don't get that. You just need. So I'm going to do a big shout out to our old roommate in Birmingham, Ethan Shalloway, because I was I was a lost soul. I was a Starbucks drinker. I thought Starbucks was good coffee. And he totally changed the way that I coffee and he was a barista. He is a barista. I don't know if that ever leaves you. So barista for life, maybe <laughs> question. Um, and he taught both Sam and I how to make really good coffee. And he changed my life for the better. My, 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 what's that old R&B song? My whole life has changed. Yep, that was. Six coffee came. When he made me an a Ethiopian pour oh. over in his Chemex, I was like, my life has changed. <laughs> okay, listen, I tried to tell you. She tell me Maverick City. She trying to go into Maverick City insane. Yeah. Uh, I thought Maverick City was a movie, but I no, think I was thinking about to, Top Gun. Seriously, listen. I want you to listen to it and then DM me or email me after because I think you're gonna love it. I hope you I, love it. I'm. I'm gonna listen. I'm not opposed to new music at yeah. all. Uh, it's just been so long. Like I still have an iPod. So people have Apple Music. I still have an iPod. Uh, what? Yeah. Wow. Is that is that Good bad? I just haven't. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't engaged with an iPod user in a long time. Okay. What? <laughs> no, I just. Good. I'm. That's amazing. Yeah, that's where I keep my music, and yeah. that's just my jam. Yeah. All right, I want to ask this before we switch gears. In the off-season, what does a day without training? What is an off-season training? Like what 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 is like um, yeah. the Maggie Malone? What's the TV? What's the go-to mm-hmm. meal? Yeah. Where are you trying to eat all that stuff? Give, give the people what they want to know. That's I... what OJ said. I'll be, I will be honest. I did try to do like nothing for the first week or whatever. And I can't just like lay on the couch forever. And also Sam is very active. So like we will go on a hike or we, I mean, yeah, like I'm going, we go to the gym. Um, and so a typical day would be, you know, wake up, make my espresso and you know my diet isn't as dialed in right now which is i'm glad doesn't need to be so you don't need to 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, so like a perfect day would be like making a almond flour pancakes with some fruit and butter and it's so yummy. And then, um, you know, we may go on a hike somewhere or go to the gym, do a little exercise, got to hit the sauna, going to be in there for about 20 minutes. And then a little ice shower after or ice tub, if you got that, um, Hit Maybe hitting up. Yep. Sauna. 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 <laughs> That's that Texas. No. Okay. So everybody thinks it's Southern, but I have to say it that way because my now mother-in-law, her name is Sana and she is from Finland who basically invented the sauna and they say sauna. And if I say sauna, they make fun of me. Well, you can't go to be like, I got to hit the sauna because they'll be thinking that you talk. I'm about hitting my mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, so we can't say that. I get that. No, so it's sauna. Sauna. Um, yeah, so yeah, so doing that and then for lunch, probably get pizza. Pizza is my favorite meal of all time. We will be what serving kind, What kind of pizza? I hate to cut you off. What kind of pizza? Um, I love, okay. So there's a place out here that's like a healthy pizza place, but I love a barbecue chicken pizza is so good to me. Ooh. Yeah. Barbecue chicken. But then the other half is a, it's a, a sweet, like, okay. It sounds disgusting, but it actually is really good. It's salami and fig or something like that. And so it sounds okay. gross, but no, it actually it, it is really freaking good. I can see that because the saltiness yeah. of the salami with the sweetness yep. of the fig. With a little bit of sweetness of that fig. Yeah, it's really good. So I will, I can pound a pizza, right? Like it is, <laughs> mm, I love mm. it. So pizza could maybe have like a little beer from, you know, brewery somewhere. Sounds really fun. Okay. Um, yeah. So TV, TV. I watch, we watch a lot of different things on Netflix or Peacock. We just watched the Alberto Salazar documentary on Peacock Ooh. last night, which was really good. Um, so we just watched that. I love reality TV. My best friend, Annie Coons got me into that cult. So I love real housewives <laughs> of anything. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, I got, uh three more questions All and right. then i want to talk just a little bit about faith and then we're going to wrap this up like a two-piece in a biscuit on a sunday afternoon <laughs> do you just make those up on the fly like yes. how does your brain okay well I yeah i i dang i wish i had a shirt but i used to have a recruiting notebook called two piece in a biscuit and it's two pieces of chicken uh chasing a biscuit oh so uh, i love this yeah i just watch an episode of The Office, and do you watch The Office at all? all or have I, you ever? Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. Okay. There's the episode. It's Michael, and then uh, what is her name? Joe or whatever. She it's it's Kathy oh, Bates' yeah. character Kathy that takes Bates. over, and she has all those. She's from Tallahassee, and she has mm -hmm. all those sayings. And then Michael tries to match her with sayings, and he just like, <laughs> says nonsense. And the one that <laughs> she said. Sam and I kept saying this to each other. She said, you better be on his ass like whitey tidies. And he said, he said, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be on him like moss on a Mississippi tree. And she said, is the way that I said it not clear enough? <laughs> I, I do remember that, that episode because she just you, looked at him. Oh, my gosh. But every uh, time that you've said something, it it like makes me think of her because 
I'm like, maybe it's just a Florida thing. Y'all know how to your sayings just roll well, off. My the family kind of is originated from Alabama. So. Wait, where? Because we were in Birmingham and Sam's from, well, he was from Gainesville and then they live in Auburn now. Tuskegee. And okay. I have family in the Birmingham area too. All right. I so love Birmingham. I will be rattling off some stuff that you've never heard. I mean, there's things I haven't used yet, you know, like hot sauce on the pork rind, uh, you know, different things like that. So, like I said, uh, yeah, just keep Sorry waiting. to derail us, but I had to jump on that. Okay. Um, I asked this to another, somebody else on the show. Cause she loves. I I hate reality television. Yeah. Uh, Cause to me, sports is the biggest reality television show that there is. If track and field had a reality show, what what? But none of like the Real Housewives of Beverly none of the Hills. Drama, none of the like fabricated drama. Okay. No, and none of the because that's not like yeah real like. And no, I, I hate to say, yeah. I used to watch some of it. And some of it is like funny, like Nene exactly. leaks on a bus. Like, I don't know. <laughs> she was, I don't know who I didn't even see the whole video. I saw it on Twitter actually. Yeah. And she like mocked this person by just calling them what they had on. Cause yep. she was like in her okay glasses. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Okay. She's the best. Yes. Uh but track and feel, I think, would be perfect the because reality. You okay, so think about it. Yeah, the javelin throwers are the most tight knit group of any event in track and field. Mm-hmm. But then you got these running clubs, oh, yeah, and then you got these sprinters. Yep, how would you center it? If you had, if, if we were going to do that, how would you center it? Sam and I have said this a lot because I truly think that there is a space that you can like have track and field stories. And the thing about track and field is that it, the the thing that makes track and field interesting to people who don't normally watch it is the backstory, right? So Sydney McLaughlin making her first Olympic team at age 16, people are drawn to that. She's 16 years old. Oh my gosh. Like that's incredible. Or, um, you know, Karsten breaking the 400 meter, meter hurdle world record, like the build up story to that. That's what you need to follow. So the way that I would structure it, I mean, it totally depends. Like you could go, if they would buy it, you could go rivalry stories. So mm-hmm. you could go, um, you know, Fred Curley versus somebody, I don't know, like Fred probably Curley be like, versus the world. <laughs> probably Marcel Jacobs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like you can make these stories, but obviously they would need to sign off on it. So you you follow these camps, right? Like you could do almost like a Last Chance You type story. Oh. Love Last Chance You. Um, but that's bad. That means, okay, well, then somebody got kicked out of track and field. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, you know how they showed the 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 one story, but they're showing these other schools as well. In gotcha. The yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I got you. So it's almost okay. like a Last Chance You, like um storyline of them following maybe two three athletes along the way so i think that's a really cool however you would structure it it needs to be the backstory the build-up of what the performance is whether it's good or whether it's bad that's that's how you i think that's how you garner excitement that's how you go and you show the like i think people have an idea of what it means to be a professional athlete, 
right? Mm -hmm. They have this idea that you're making money, you're sponsored, whatever it is. To show the underbelly of that, of athletes like myself who are not sponsored or, you know, people who are, have had these incredible performances and they work at, you know, Brooke Anderson works at Chipotle is a world champion, like best throw in the world this year to show those stories that would bring such a light to our sport and such an understanding of what we actually go through. I think those are the stories that should be highlighted, to be honest. And you have a full-time job, if I'm not mistaken. I do. As well. Yes. yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So Excuse I me. work for a leadership company uh, called WildSpark. Love it. Love the culture. Love the people. Um, and I'm super fortunate to be able to do both, that they understand my dream. So, yeah, I think showcasing those and highlighting those stories of the people who are not sponsored, who are grinding to make an Olympic team, to get a medal, to whatever, you know, whatever they are achieving, man, what gravity would that bring to fans of the sport or people it's, who aren't fans, you know? People like, and then we'll uh, transition after I ask this next question, but people celebrate, like Abby Steiner came out and said she signed a $2 million contract, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, that's awesome. Get your money, Abby. But when you think about it, right, the veteran minimum for the NBA yeah. for a year mm -hmm. is more than what she's making on a absolutely long-term contract. Yeah. And she's faster than that person. Yeah. She's going to create more market value than that person that's and this is no shade towards towards no. you know the veteran minimum because sports are hard but yeah. that is not something to celebrate because Usain Bolt should have gotten as much money as the best football player yeah or the best basketball player or LeBron James yeah like or, think lifetime contract that LeBron has and his his a lot of his stuff is like he's known well with endorsements, you know, Blaze Pizza, which is the best pizza in the world. It's in the my best opinion. pizza, yeah. Uh, it is so. I'm so glad that you agree. That's why I say we family over here. We we, we family. family. We're family. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just incredible to me because I don't like when you tell me that you have a full time job and that you 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 throw and you are one thousand percent in both of them. To me, if you want to have a full-time job, then I have no problem with that. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But some people have to. Yeah, for sure. Like, because like, it, it, the reality is that, you know, a lot of us have jobs so that it can fund our performances. It can fund us to do this sport. You throw the javelin and the javelin takes such a toll on mm -hmm. the body we, we talk about and that's why i said not to oh, you know dive too deep into this but we talk about the physical aspects that a javelin thrower has yeah. mm -hmm. you you don't need to bench press 478 pounds 75 yeah. pounds or, i mean i can but you yeah. can't now we we not like <laughs> you. you 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 captain america not here's yeah. the thing we it's true. Maggie's so big time, you can't call her Captain America. She Captain America. 
Like you, you can't even put that. That's its own category. American power. Yeah, American power. American. Back to that uh, ice cream. American yeah, power. Yeah, American power. That's why she got her own ice cream and everything yeah. like that. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that song? American woman or whatever. American woman. woman. Yeah, when they saw that, it was like, oh, y'all seen this girl, Maggie? We need to write a song about that. The Lord <laughs> let them see into the future. And so, you know, it's, it's more than that. You have to work on your arm, your shoulder, your elbow. Mm-hmm. The, the, to yeah. me, the javelin, whoever wrote head, shoulders, knees, and toes knew was a javelin thrower. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yes. Oh, because yeah. your shoulder and your yeah. elbow, yeah, all of that because you gotta and technique is so important. And then you are landing hard to generate power to get underneath that javelin and release. So you you're taking yeah. care of so many aspects. <clears throat> and I'm gonna be honest, like, this may be a man. And I've debated saying this or not. It's kind of a controversial thing to say. And this is of no disrespect to any runner or anything. But there have been so many times and many conversations that I've had with other javelin throwers, international javelin throwers, Olympic champion javelin throwers who have said, man, I wish that I could just be good at running sometimes. Like it it would be easier to be a sprinter or you know i wish that i could do that to be honest because there's so many elements that go into javelin and it's so freaking hard like Mm -hmm. just like you were saying you have to think about your shoulder your ribs your back your leg your you know your posture your everything and you know the one angle of degree could be off and when you release the javelin and it's completely different you know that's the you know, it's the, whether you're throwing 65 meters or you're throwing 53 meters that day, like there's so many elements that make that you have to have in check to make you successful. And I feel like, especially in running, you don't see the variance of, um, or really kind of like the volatility of their performances. You're not going to see an 800 runner ever run five seconds slower from one race to the next. Whereas javelin, you may see a five meter difference or three meter difference from one throw to the next. If you do, it means that person is hurt. Um, And so with, I didn't take what you said as disrespectful because it wasn't saying that it's easy being a sprinter or being a distance runner or anything, but you know, with javelin, you can't throw every day. (laughs) <laughs> you you, you no. can't throw it every day uh, because when you it's release like three it three days max for me and two two of those days like i throw twice a week because i my body when i we tried throwing three times a week and it was destroyed like i just could not keep i can't take the um the amount of throws like the compounding throws was a detriment to me right and so the javelin is is, is tough because and i think because we don't respect field events and it, yeah, I can say on this show, I love talking to throwers because as a high school thrower, and I wasn't very good, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was Superman, um, but I know the struggles that I had, it's multiplied as you get to the next level. Um, and I love hearing the athlete's point of view on this because this, this is, this is hard. And the thing, like you said, if, 
the slightest thing is off, or even if there is, I, and I used to hate this specifically throwing the discus. If you in Florida, you know, it, it the weather is just weird. And so sometimes yeah. you get a wind that pushes it out. Yep. And all you got to do is get that discus high enough. Yeah. And that thing is, what? what's that little song on High School Musical? It's soaring. Oh, yes. It's flying. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's, and there's not a star in heaven that that discus yeah. can't reach. Yep. Yep. Same thing with the javelin. But I have seen javelins. I've seen discus uh, fly smooth, smooth, bam. And, yep. Yeah. And it's and you could have had the best throw you could have had mm-hmm. it could have all the stars so to speak mm-hmm. could have aligned and yeah. it just didn't work out so no i think you have every yeah. right to say that and you stand 10 toes tall on it because you are the american record holder um <laughs> so i'm look i'm not mad at it but what i will say before we talk about your faith i would love to see track and field doing a baking championships baking <laughs> a mixture uh just a track and field day so they there's three shows that i want them to compete okay i want them to do the holiday baking championships oh, okay mm-hmm. uh beat bobby foy interesting okay and chopped oh chopped that'd be good Baking championships, this is what I was, I, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> it has to be Halloween or holiday baking championships. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I said this on a previous show because we were talking about just the different baking championships. The creativity of the athlete. Can you imagine? Think about this real quick. Yeah. You got Santa Claus. Somebody makes yeah. Santa Claus on a cake. He got a javelin holding up the bag full of toys. Yeah. And, and this and man. When you say Santa Claus, the only person I'm picturing is fourth grade Dominique. Listen. <laughs> and I'll, when this is over. So fourth Maggie, grade Dominique in that Santa Claus outfit with a javelin. I'm for it. Yeah. So you got all this bootleg stage with all the little 50 pound reindeers uh, yep, trying yep. to carry this 500 pound sled. Um, listen, I'm down for it. We put uh, Brother Santa Claus in full uniform. Yeah, in full uh, uniform. Mm -hmm. With the glasses. He got a nice little fade. I know my fade is not to have it gone to the barbershop yet, so forgive me for not being properly groomed, but he would have had a better fade than I do. And he is just launching stuff like that. I could see a reindeer, uh, dasher, dancer, prancer, one of them, um, take form and instead of naming it dasher we name it sydney and is launching yep. over yep. a hurdle yep i could see um there's so many great creative things i can yep. see you you could be like the little drummer boy okay. but you not the little drummer boy i'm trying to think of different <laughs> I, was, characters, so. I was really hoping that you would keep going with this because i didn't know where it was gonna go mm-hmm. no i had to stop in that because i'm trying to think you know you could be you could be anybody you want to be because i'm trying oh, to okay. <laughs> okay thank you yeah. there's i was trying to think of different characters in there like different is. christmas movies you, know you could be anybody you want to be yes um i don't know i was thinking about elf 
Mm. Or like what character in Elf? Ah, oh, that's tough. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's but okay. we'll, 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 that we'll, that's another time and place. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would love to see that. That'd be great. That's, that's, that's just me. Like Christmas cookies galore. Mm. You, you could um you could do so much with that, but oh, you yeah. wouldn't be the little drummer boy. No, we no, would no. um. You you'd be Mrs. Claus. Uh, I'd be, the I could be down with the Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mrs. Claus yeah. with the javelin. Yeah. Let's switch gears. Talk about the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. I asked yeah. you earlier to reflect about your journey, but this sport sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate you know just track and field podcast. Listen, tell the truth, shame the devil. You know, um, but the thing about you. And I can't believe I'm going to put a Jabberwocky song into this, but it flows like it, there's some, I get knocked down, bugging up again. You ain't never going to break me down. And then I can't sing the rest of the song, but no. that seems to be you. And from what I've seen, you always have a smile. Like, I, I know you posted, like, you know, maybe it was a little difficult in worlds and all that stuff, but, like, it seems like nobody's able to take your, your joy. And so, um, just kind of talk about that, especially dealing with it when it's difficult. Yeah, I, I mean, I would absolutely be lying to say that nobody has stole my joy or that you can't steal my joy because definitely have had really low moments of it. And I, you know, I was having this conversation with my friend yesterday, who's not an athlete, but she um, is a sports reporter and we were talking and I just said, you know, it, I have had more failures than success most of my life. Um, I have not reached a lot of the goals that I've set for myself you know, I don't know what the future holds for me, but I, and I had one, I've had the worst performance that I've really ever had in a world championship. And in the past that would have absolutely broken me. And that would have destroyed what I thought about myself. It would have destroyed what I thought other people thought of me because I put way too much weight into that. And just, as I have gotten deeper into my faith and I have spent more time with Jesus, I just am not afraid of failure as much. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what the word for it. I'm not afraid of failure as much and I'm not allowing the world to determine where I find my joy. And I think for a really long time, I was allowing the world to dictate where I was happy and where I wasn't, whether that was Instagram followers or comments or what I thought other people thought of me or getting the approval of people, which is, you know, something that I struggle with is getting approval from people. And as I've studied the Bible and just, you know, prayed more and really spent more time with God. I just, I don't have that chain 
anymore. You know, like it's just, I don't have that chain that is going to tell me, Maggie, you should crumble right now or you um, aren't good enough or whatever it is. It's just not there. And I'm so thankful for that. I've never felt so free, honestly. If I never accomplish what I want to, which is to earn a medal in the Olympics and to um, throw 70 meters, that's my goal. If neither of those things ever happen, I know that I will be 100% okay. And I know that God has something better in mind for me. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> used to sing this song at church called this joy that i had the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away no have you been able to lean on your faith in the down seasons as well as the up seasons because it's yeah absolutely and it is you know in the up seasons it can it's really easy right like it's really easy to praise god praise god all these great things are happening and like last year was the best season I've ever had. And it was unexpected. And I, you know, never thought that I would set the American record twice. And so, yeah, it's easy to go and say, you know, praise God, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. But when you, you know, fail, I'll use that word fail. It's really hard sometimes to give the glory to God in that. And, you know, I struggled after worlds because i really believed that i i i thought i'd get a medal for sure i was like i could win this thing absolutely and to not make the finals and to throw so poorly i struggled for a little bit in trusting god i would say um because i felt like he i felt like he let me down i really did i was like man god like why did you bring me here just to let me down and I started reading uh, Psalm 23 more and I started just honestly praying that, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want just over and over and over and over me because I know that he will lead me to green pastures. I know that he is with me in, you know, the, the darkest valley. And I needed to remind myself of that because it was really easy for Satan to come in and try to steal my joy, try to separate me, which is, is his ultimate goal is to separate us from God. And I could feel that coming and being like, see, you can't trust him. You thought you could, Hey, you were reading your Bible. You were spending time with him. You were praying, you were doing all these things, check, 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 check. And he let you down. And that was a narrative that was happening in my brain. And a pastor that I love, Jonathan Pakluda, he has been so uh, instrumental in, in my faith. He has talked a lot about when, when those come in, it's like, how do you defend yourself from that? And it's like, you put on the armor of God and how do you put on the armor of God? You get into the word immediately. And um, Ephesians, and I can always get it, is it four that talks about the armor, armor of God? Ephesians talks about the word being the sword to defend. And that is something such a beautiful imagery because every time that I go into battle now, I have to equip myself with the word so that I can defend from Satan, um, which is the ultimate enemy. It's not my competitors. It's not even myself. It is truly Satan trying to separate me from Jesus. And I know that 
good or bad in this sport, God's going to be there regardless. And it's up to me to, to continue to equip my brain and, and my soul with the word to protect myself. Game still kill and destroy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He, I know the Bible talks about he roams around seeking yep. who he can devour. Yep. So yep. Bro, I definitely feel that. Last question, and then I have a bonus question, and then I, we will okay. get to rapid fire. Okay. How does your faith and how has it given you perspective? You just mentioned mm. it, but how yep. has it given you perspective? Man, there's so many directions that I could take that, but I would say my faith has given me a lens to not be afraid um, and to know, like to, to be content with the highs and the lows, knowing that both are going to happen. And that it's not always going to be highs and it's not always going to be lows either, even when it feels like it sometimes. So I would definitely say those two. And then also to walk with humility and to like love hard, especially the enemies, especially people who get under your skin, especially people who you compare yourself to or whatever it is. That love and humility, I think, go hand in hand. I think they're really interlocked. And so I, I, you know, the one thing that I, my prayer is to stay humble and to not let my ego or pride control me because it has in the past. And so it's something that I fight daily is to just stay in humility and to love hard, even when I don't understand, even when I am frustrated. Um, to really come from a place of love. And I truly believe that that can only happen when you live through Jesus in the word, equipping yourself with, with his spirit. Pastor Harden done, done spoke a sermon. Malone Harden. Malone Harden. I'm sorry. <laughs> pastor, pastor. Yes. Always, anytime we drop a good point, I always tell my mom, don't push me. It's almost Sunday. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, yes. uh, my bonus question before our rapid fire. Yeah. I want you <laughs> to tell me about your wedding. And that my elopement? Day. My elopement. Your elo oh, elopement. Yay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Because yes. we're gonna do a wedding September 23rd, 2023. It'll be a big celebration for family. Um, but <clears throat> okay, I'll try to do this in a short-ish amount of time. So Sam and I knew that we wanted to elope. Um, mainly to, and in full transparency, we were living together and I felt, we both felt convicted about that and, um, did want to stay within what we believe God asks of us. Um, and so we were like, you know what, it's not about getting married on a date. It's not about a fancy dress. It's not about, you know, anything it's, it's about Jesus. It's about what he has called us to, which is to serve each other and to serve the Lord. And right. we get to do that through unity through each, with each other. And so we knew that we were going to elope, but we didn't know when at first. We told most of our, our people that it would probably be September 23rd of this year. So that next year it would just be like, oh, our one year anniversary. And as we were kind of going through that, I was like, it's not about a date. You know, it's not about this. It's about God. 
And so I talked to my pastor and I was like, you know, when could we do an elopement if we wanted to do that? And July 4th was a date that came to mind. And that is the date that Sam asked me to officially be his girlfriend. We had one of the best, I mean, it was the one of, it was the day that really changed my life because Sam and I, at that point had made a commitment to start dating. And, and I knew it was different at, you know, like when you are, and I'm not sure if you're married or not, but no. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I knew from the get that this was going to be a different relationship. And I hope you, if, if you want to date anybody in the future, or get married, I hope that that's the same thing for you that you would know this is different. And so it's a, it was a meaningful day for us. <laughs> and so I was like, that's really cool. Like it happened to be that. Um, and then my sister and my brother and my sister's boyfriend, they were going to come up for the July 4th and we needed witnesses. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. But we didn't want to tell them right away. So we had them come here. We told them we were going to go out to dinner one day. Um, so just to have like something nice on hand. I had like gotten my dress and everything. And we then the night before went out to one of our favorite taco places, took them out to eat. And we said, hey, by the way, this is basically a rehearsal dinner because we are going to get married tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, what? And so we surprised them. They got to be a part of it. We did it at one of our favorite hiking places with the mountains behind us. We did the sunrise service. So it was like 536 in the morning. It was really early, but Oof. it was great. Like, I know it was early, but it was beautiful, beautiful weather, beautiful colors. One of the coolest parts about it too was, um, so I, we wanted to take communion and I had chosen a wine bottle that I wanted to signify like Sam and me. And so I found one and it was this redwood tree. And I think it's called redwood. It's an organic wine that I was like, oh, this is really cool. So we could take communion with it. And when we were doing um, our, our wed wedding, elopement, whatever you want to call it, our pastor, he went into, um, I had asked him to talk about uh, the fruits of the spirit and how that important that is for each of us to have, but then to have like in a marriage. And so he was going into his little sermon, if you want to call it that during the service. And he started out, he said, you know, when I was thinking about this, I wanted to create an imagery of it. And something that I found out along this uh, process was this, I kept seeing this image of a redwood tree. And I was like, what? Like, why <laughs> did you think about that? And he was like, the redwood is very unique because it creates the, you know, this huge tree. It's one of the biggest trees on the planet. And what's so cool about it is that the roots go super, super deep together. And as they, you know, go into the ground, they interweave and they have to interweave oh, and interlock wow. really tightly in order to produce this giant tree and to produce this fruit. What an image and of marriage. Wow. I know, exactly. And so it was just really cool. I felt like God was in the, those moments of like, and so that's something that means a lot to us now is like this image of a redwood tree to be this tree, to be this fruit from Jesus to, you know, because we are interlocked to produce fruit in our lives. Um, and it was a, such a great day. And then afterwards we went and got a huge breakfast with our family and, yeah, it was a perfect day. I don't even like trees, but that is just because they get, know. you know, I, I, I'm sneezing all over the place. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just wanted you to give a chance to tell the yeah. world about that amazing day. And it was so perfect.
That's and it was insane. perfect because it wasn't about anything other than glorifying God. And that's what it was about. Yeah. Well, let me say this. Uh, Reese's, Chick-fil-A, all y'all. Yeah. If y'all want to sponsor the after party that's going on next year, <laughs> be sure. Listen, Chick-fil-A, y'all, you know what you should do? If Chick-fil-A really loves you, which we they know they know. do, you need to have that after party on a Sunday and watch. They got them. a food truck. Can we get a Chick Fil A food truck to to roll up? That'd be nice. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, that'd be great. Do the one in Nashville. Get some lemon pepper wings up there with there the nuggets go. and lemon everything pepper. like that. Yes. So you have survived the yes. basic Q and A, aka the interrogation process. So now we are moving yep. on to our very last segment called Down the Home Stretch. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions, and I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. There might okay. be brief inter. Well, if I ask you a question to, for you mm -hmm. and explain the answer, uh, then that does not count against the time. If you do not answer in the fastest way possible it is okay even okay. though you are competing to be on the medal stand with our gold medal winners being miss carrie mrs carrie tolson and marley stoliper are okay. you ready and you're competing to be the fastest javelin thrower yes. uh right now kara and ariana are our bronze medalists so okay. um and liz galito have to put her in there too so no pressure <laughs> are you ready let's do it if there was a food that you had to live with and live without, what would they be? Pizza live and live without uh, chicken. I am offended by that. <laughs> what, why is this attack on chicken? Because I call it Reese's? Is that a recess? It is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Lord ain't pleased with that. That's I like demonic. steak. I'm from Nebraska. Whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. Best. Okay. Oh, this is going to get me in trouble. Is the barbecue in Texas overrated, properly rated, or underrated? Uh, underrated. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been to Texas, and uh, let's just say I've had it better. No, uh, We're, no way. <laughs> okay. So speaking on that, what is your go-to barbecue plate? You have to choose two meats and two sides uh pulled pork brisket mac and cheese and potatoes no cornbread okay i can do hot skillet cornbread or your normal cornbread uh cornbread with honey uh honey-based cornbread that's what yep. all right there. i told y'all be family all right <laughs> if they were going to make a movie about your life what would the movie be called and who would the character be who, what character what actress would you like to portray your character jennifer lawrence i can and see that and it would be called um my big fat confusing life <laughs> okay the spinoff of my big fat greek writing i like there that there we go <laughs> okay i got you all righty if you had, if Nebraska and Texas A&M played in a football game, who would you root for? Uh, I plead the fifth. Keep okay. going. <laughs> Best part about living in Nebraska. Best part, you said? Yeah. Best part, people. Okay. Worst part about living in Nebraska? Uh, winters. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's fair because it's, it's a little cold there. Dream yeah. vacation spot. Um, Greece. If you had to be a guest star on any television series, what would it be? 
Ozark. Really? Love it. Okay. If you had to be a guest star on any Food Network series, what would it be? Um, I don't watch the Food Network, so I couldn't give you an answer. Okay. Yeah. Disney Plus, Hulu, or Netflix? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. Why Disney Plus? Uh, Boy Meets World, so great. Can watch oh. all of my old TV shows that I love, plus animation. Like you, like I said, I'm a crier. I'm a sensitive person, and I love the I love animated shows and all the princesses. So great. Okay. What is the yeah. best era of television? Say it again. Era. Best era of television. Era. I personally, I think the '90s. My girl, love, right there. I love the sitcoms. I think they're so great. <clears throat> Best cartoon show, best 90s cartoon show, and best 90s sitcom? Uh, cartoon show, I would say maybe Rocket Power or oh, Rugrats. Okay. Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rugrats or Rocket Power, and then sitcom? Yeah. That's so hard for me. I could That's go, tough. I could go Family Matters, Boy Meets World, um fresh prince uh fresh prince fresh prince yeah that's a tough one because for me yeah. it's i have to say like sister sister or living single sister sister um, solid <laughs> yes um can't go wrong with that a couple more questions if there was a dream concert that you wish that you could attend what concert would it be dream concert would probably be um adele what song do you want to hear her play the most? Others, uh, hello. <laughs> hello, kiss me. Hello from the other side. Yes. Oh man, I could definitely see that. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. Yep. All right. Superhero to describe who you are on the track. Like a, a current superhero who it would. Mm -hmm. Any superhero um, from any time. On the track. Mm -hmm. Oh. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Scarlet Witch. I don't know. Okay, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't sure. wouldn't expect the Scarlet, but listen, that's yeah. okay. That's yeah. all right. Last question: Why does kindness matter to you? Because it is how we relate to each other and it is how we build relationships and understand each other better. Maggie Malone Harden, you have survived the rapid fire and you have just earned the first medal of your career. We have our gold medalist. That was Woo! quite impressive. <laughs> yes, yes. We just, all we do is catch W's on this show. All thriller, no filler. You know how it is. Where winner, can... Chicken dinner. <laughs> winner, winner, fried chicken, two piece in a biscuit with a side of cornbread, a dinner. Okay. I told you on the <laughs> start of this show. I told y'all, I told y'all her stock is hotter than fish grease at your grandparents' family reunion with them playing Al Green's Let's Stay Together. So. About to make that my new uh, Instagram bio. Hotter than fish. Oh, please do. Listen, <laughs> don't nobody listen. Don't pay. Have you ever been popped by some, by some fish grease? 
Fish grease, yes. We used to do a fish fry at my church. Holy crap. Was it for the building fund? Um, it was just for Lent. I would grow up Catholic. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast we could get into. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know Catholics did. Okay, that's okay. So where can the people find you and support your journey? They can they can find me and support me at Maggie the Aggie, um, which gives you a little tidbit maybe to that football question um, on Instagram. That's where you can find me most of the time. Yes, I have to go and find these. I'm looking at all my Santa Claus pictures and listen, yep. if you follow my personal one, you got all the Christmas pictures you need. Uh, Maggie has started a chant to get me or little hashtag free santa hashtag free santa that ain't gonna happen i might make it a profile picture but that will not happen yes what i will say is be sure to follow her there if you are a sponsor and you listen to the show just know that i'm going to tag you in it she is deserving of your sponsorship she's a great ambassador and on top of that, you will be sponsoring an American hero as she is an American record holder. I appreciate everybody who has listened in on this show. I hope you came away inspired, lifted, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,